Across America, BP supports more than 275,000 jobs to keep energy flowing. Jobs like updating turbines at one of our Indiana wind farms and producing more oil and gas with fewer operational emissions in the Gulf of Mexico. It's and, not or. See what doing both means for energy nationwide at bp.com slash investing in America. Welding instructor Alex DeClaire knows VR training platforms like ForgeFX help students master their skills. There's a big learning curve with welding. Virtual reality simulates that exact muscle memory that they need. Learn more at meta.com slash metaverse impact. The following podcast is a Dear Media production. Did you know that September is National Yoga Month? I recently got hooked on Aloe Moves, the streaming on-demand yoga, fitness, and mindfulness classes from the wildly popular Aloe Yoga Athleisure brand, and it has been transforming me in so many ways. And to celebrate National Yoga Month, Aloe Moves wants everyone to flow for free. Receive 30 days free so you can choose from thousands of classes and give it a try. I am hooked on Aloe Moves. I've been in such a good workout routine lately, and I was super worried that when I traveled for Fashion Month, that I would be gone for about a month and not be able to keep up my routine. With Aloe Moves, I am feeling so clear. I've been waking up in the mornings and being able to use all of their programs. I specifically love their walking series. If you're someone who loves to take those morning walks, they have 20-minute sessions, 45-minute sessions, and I always feel so inspired and grounded after doing it with Aloe Moves. Aloe Moves is the one-stop shop for everything wellness, just one app that has everything. You can do yoga, beginner to advanced, or wake up a sweat with bar, Pilates, cardio, and hit classes. You can do mindfulness sessions like, like guided meditations and sound baths, or even self-care from gua sha to dry brushing tutorials, face yoga, and so much more. With over 3,000 classes for every level and over 100 new classes every month, you will always have fresh new content. So join me. Go to alomoves.com for 30 days for free. And if you're loving it like I am, then snag 50% off your annual membership with code FRIEND. That's code FRIEND, but 50% off is only good in September for National Yoga Month, so hurry up and go get it. Go to alamoves.com and let's get started. Hi everyone, welcome back to another episode of Friend of a Friend. It's your host, Olivia Perez. Hi from New York City. I am here right now for New York Fashion Week. I'm currently in the midst of all of the shows. I am here for another week and then I head to Milan and Paris. So I'm on the road for about three weeks, which will be fun to record remotely. I will, of course, be doing a recap episode at the end of this month, talking through all the shows, trends, behind the scenes. So I hope you guys are looking forward to that because I love getting to spill all of the fashion tea. I haven't been to Europe, I think, since before COVID. So I'm just really excited to be on the road again and get to travel. If you're not in fashion, I'm sure that Fashion Month can seem incredibly confusing and probably very overwhelming on your Instagram feeds. A question that I often get asked throughout the month is, can I buy that look right now? Or when will that style be available? Or why didn't that runway piece make it to stores? Well, there's actually a big business behind runway shows. It fuels the fashion industry forward, it sets trends for the seasons ahead, and allows fashion buyers to decide what actually makes it from the runway to our closets. So today we're answering all of those questions with one of the best buyers in the industry, Tiffany Shu, who is the vice president of women's wear and kids wear buying at My Teresa. If you follow me on Instagram, you probably know that My Teresa is definitely my retailer of choice. I personally think there's no better buy when you're looking for the best pieces in fashion. As a buyer, Tiffany is tasked with traveling the world and looking at every designer's collections. 
She has to intimately understand the MyTeresa customer and know exactly what styles and how many of them to buy so that retailers and designers make a profit when it hits stores about six months later. So technically, she's basically a fashion psychic. It's a crazy job. Buying is a big numbers game. So for all of my listeners looking for a numbers-based job in fashion, definitely take notes. In this episode, Tiffany and I talk about what goes on behind the scenes during Fashion Week, how she's learned what her clients want, and the trends that she's loving right now. For everyone who is joining me at my Nike class tomorrow, I cannot wait to see all of you. Thank you so much for signing up and showing up. If you didn't get in this time around, I promise I will do another one soon. I'm so sorry if I disappointed anybody. It filled up so quick. But because of that, I'm actually thinking of doing some more friend of a friend IRL experiences. So stay tuned on that. I hope you guys love today's episode. If you haven't followed the show yet, find us wherever you listen to your podcast. And please make sure you follow us, rate, and leave a review. Thanks for tuning in and have an incredible week ahead, everybody. And please wish me luck. Here's my conversation with my friend, Tiffany Shu. You're someone that I love to get to chat with, love to get to interview, because I feel like you operate in a world of fashion that a lot of people are probably interested in, but I don't think they really know it exists. I think a lot of people think to get into fashion, you have to be incredibly artistic and creative, and that's kind of the only lane. But I do think that there is a world that you're in that really melds both business, fashion, and puts it all together. So I'm excited to talk to you. We're releasing this episode during Fashion Week, which I know is like your absolute craziest time of the entire year and truly lays the groundwork for what we see as consumers in like department stores, on the websites that we shop. So I'm really excited to get to talk to you and for people to be able to hear how cool it is. Great. Thank you. It's definitely very exciting to talk to you again, like continue our conversation from our previous episode. So I would love to hear through your perspective. Take me through what it means to be a fashion buyer for one of the world's leading luxury websites. Where do I start? I mean, there's a lot of facets (laughs) to the job, but I guess we are kind of, besides from design and production of like a brand's creation, I think we're the next step how product gets to the consumer because, you know, you see all the shows, you see press, you see designers presenting the collection. But if a fashion buyer does not buy the product for the store, then the product will never see the day of light, basically. So I think it is a very important factor within the fashion wheel from, you know, product design to consumer to, you know, get it to the shopper. Like that's kind of where we stand. So I guess that's probably the easiest way to explain what it is that we do. So, you know, we we have to sift through all the designers, all the brands, all the lookbook there is on the market and pick what we believe is what our customer wants. And obviously each retailer have their own different personality and different consumer base that they have that they have to cater for. And and I think that's what we do is understand our customer very well and like knowing what will excite them and then go out and find those products and then create edit on our website. So it's easier for you to shop, for you to get inspired, you know, to get what you want for like next year. Because we do actually buy six months ahead of time before the product or six to eight months actually ahead of time before the product gets onto the website. So, we so you do, almost yeah. kind of have to be a fashion psychic in a way. <laughs> yeah, almost, almost. But, you know, I, I think you can see the trend. And because if you see a lot of brands in Mongo, you do get a sense of what you see quite a lot in the market. But I think you also have to have very good instinct, for sure. 
like because you know fashion and trend moves so fast you have to have certain level of understanding on like culture or like the way people live or what people aspire to these days because trend moves extremely fast and i think because of social media and how informed people are consumers get extremely bored very quickly as well and then we can't also just focus on one type of customer because you do acquire different customers younger customers a new customer who might be aspired to different things to i don't know their aunt and their mom or their friends you know so it is not easy we don't have a crystal ball i wish i do <laughs> I mean, it's interesting because people will say to me all the time if they're, you know, if I have friends who love fashion and they see me go to a show and they love certain things in the collection, a few months later, they'll be like, wait, why can't I find that thing? And I think people don't realize that if retailers don't buy it, it does not go into production. No. Like, every look that you see on the runway, if it's not bought by someone, you will never see it again. Yeah. Because there's no point in in the designer going into production with it and spending money on it if it's not going to sell at any of their partners. Exactly. And sometimes some of the show styles are actually not in production. Just like they create things for the show, which are maybe very costly for them to produce or they don't actually have like a production line. A lot of times they're very crafty styles that's maybe like made in atelier, so they can't actually produce it. And that is also why. <laughs> That's like a PR move in my mind. That's like a brand image moment. That's for, sure. for them to kind of shock on the show and provide this kind of moment that feels like a branding moment for them. Yeah, for sure. I think I think sometimes designers have a message they want to like tell everybody what direction they're going to. So that could be an image piece or something that's very representative of, you know, what they're feeling at the moment, but then they also have to be pretty commercial minded on like what will actually sell, what can we actually produce and deliver on time in six months time, in time for the summer or the winter or the Christmas party that people will be shopping. So there's kind of a lot of layers when we buy things. We even have to consider when an item is delivered, if people have the use for that item. So like, you know, a lot of people say, see now, buy now. It's like that. Right. Oh, buy now, wear now. Because, you know, not many people shop ahead of time unless it's like a very highly coveted, hard to get item. So how does that work? Let's like dive into a trend, for example. It's the Miu Miu show and they are showing short skirts. Right. The entire world sees that. They're showing mini micro skirts, the tiniest yes. thing you've ever seen in your whole life. Yes. That you're not going to get on my Teresa for six months. Yes. But how do you as a buyer get that for the customer in that moment for the people that you know will want to jump on that trend right away? Are you sourcing it from other designers to kind of keep it going in the meantime? How do you think that that works? So like that trend, they obviously started it. And like, you know, they don't deliver until like four to five month time. So when we saw it, we're like, oh my God, this is so hot. We love it. And we know yeah. we have like super fashion forward clients who are not afraid to show off their body. So we know this is something that will sell for us. So we obviously jumped on it. So then we will start buying brands, like, you know, buying product that suits the trend. We don't buy brands to go back to a trend. Does that make sense? So we buy yes. product within the brand that we already have and we pick up brands if it represents something new and exciting. So just because you have one micro mini skirt and there's the trend. I don't buy this brand that I've never heard of just because they have a right. mini skirt. Yeah. So talk to me a little bit about that balance. I know that you have to project what's going to sell. You have to project the exact buy so that you guys make money on the product. Yes. Break it down for us. 
So, you know, we have like a massive like business plan that kind of we have to plan top down, you know, have finance department who actually sets the goal for the next 12 months. And then we break it down on where we're going to make and achieve the sales target for the next 12 months. So we break it down by season, we break it down by collection, we break it down by department. We look at our historic sales and on what is a realistic target that we can actually achieve that. If we can't achieve it, where are we going to find additional avenues? Then we think about additional opportunities, product projects that we can work with brands on. We also do a lot of exclusive, as you know, with brands. So, you know, how do we create a moment to push a brand or how do we create additional product that isn't already on the market that will excite our customer? So all of that is something that we kind of have to look at as kind of the starting point of buying. Once we start the season we review our sales report like on a daily basis. We see who's performing, who's not performing with things that performs. What can we do to get more with things that don't perform? What can we do to like move the stock out and do different things like swap or promote it? Yeah, there is quite a lot that involve kind of the trading side of things. Not so different to say a market. I guess I mean right. a lot less risky because you have like an actual product, but you know you, you do have to analyze the business, analyze the styles a lot, and then we also analyze you know people from different countries. What are they shopping? Do they have a different shopping habit, or like do they like different type of things? I mean, obviously nothing is set in stone, and things change, right? People evolved, and like there might be thinks that it's kind of like a current affair that's affecting sales in certain area is something we have to consider as well besides that you know you still have to like point out what's hot what's exciting what's new and what can you bring on the side to excite people because it's not just about you know okay i sold a pair of white shoes very well last season let's buy another pair of white shoes this season like, how can I make sure this pair of white shoes this season is different or newer or more exciting? That's servicing the same customer. Because I think sometimes when we have like interns on board, they are a little surprised. You know, they're like, oh, so when am I going to the showroom? Or like, when can I get to the show? I was like, actually, that's like maybe 10% of our job. You know, a lot of our job is actually have to analyze data, understanding, because this is the only way for you to understand your business and your clients is to analyze the data, to understand who is shopping what, where, and when. So. We'll be right back after a quick break. Major fashion news. Steve Madden, your favorite footwear brand for over 30 years, has just launched apparel. The full collection is now available to shop on stevemadden.com and everything retails for under $140. So now you can get ready for any occasion and head to toe Steve Madden. The brand has you covered. Apparel, footwear, handbags, and accessories like jewelry and watches. I'll never forget the first time I went into Steve Madden. I was a teenager getting ready for my first night out and I needed something new to make me feel amazing. And I still do that same thing today. I actually remember a month ago, I needed a new amazing shoe for an event and I went there and got something right away. I know they always have my back, whether it's a fun, colorful shoe, a perfect black heel or a loafer, Steve Madden has it all. And this collection is all about creating those memories. Steve Madden wants to see how you get ready and head out with friends and document your journey. After all, each night out is an occasion to redefine yourself. And there is no better way to do that than decked out in Steve Madden from head to toe. This fall, it's all about the to the knee boot and skin tight booties. However, in true Steve Madden fashion, 
they had to take the Western trend up a notch by incorporating vibrant pops of color alongside glitter and studs. The brand's trademark platform and Mary Jane's are also not to be forgotten, taking on new heights in both dresses and casual categories. The collection is amazing, and now, if you're on your way there to pick up shoes, you can pick up a whole new look for your night out, too. This season, Steve Madden is getting ready and going out, and we're taking whoever wants to go, and whoever's game for a good time. Wear Steve Madden out, wear it loud, wear it everything, wear it head to toe. Show us how you wear Steve Madden by hashtagging SMFall22. I know that so many of you listening, at one point or another, have been looking to make a change in your career. Maybe you're looking to find a path that will lead to more financial growth, or maybe the ability to work remotely, or maybe you just want a better work-life balance. Well, have you considered coding? It is such an exciting time for women in tech, but there still aren't that many women in the industry. I highly recommend checking out Sabio, a female-owned and operated coding bootcamp and developer community. Sabio has been training successful software engineers since 2013. In fact, they were voted the best coding bootcamp by Course Report five years in a row. Their alumni are working at some of the most interesting companies around the world, like Google, Amazon, Microsoft, the list just goes on. Sabio is not your average bootcamp. You'll learn to code, but you'll also gain real-life experience and graduate ready to start a real high-paying tech job. I love that finding a job is also built into the program because job searching is tough. And especially in a new field, it can be super intimidating without the help. In just 17 weeks of remote learning, yes, you can do it from home, you can be starting a whole new career. Plus, Sabio is extremely affordable. They even offer a woman in tech scholarship with $5,500 off the total cost of tuition. Sabio could change your life. You could be starting a new job in just a few months. Visit my special URL, sabio.la backslash friend, to learn how you can qualify for the 5,500 Women in Tech Scholarship. That's sabio, S-A-B-I-O dot L-A slash friend. Don't wait. Go to sabio.la backslash friend today to learn more. How did you get into buying? I actually started as a, a slightly unconventional way to a lot of like the buyers that we have. They, a lot of them were trained or not trained in fashion previously or like fashion merchandising previously. Everyone started as an assistant buyer or buyer's assistant, like an admin role within buying. So you kind of learn your way up because there's quite a lot of layers of buying and the process of buying of stock coming in and out of a business that you need to learn. So you kind of learn bottom up. I started as a shop girl in a boutique in London, actually. I was previously trained as a fashion designer in Central Samarting. So I have no previous experience in buying or nor was I trained in buying at all. I am good at math though. <laughs> I have to say that. I'm not trained, but I'm very good at math. So, you know, I have a fashion design degree in Samarting and I was working as a shop assistant in a boutique in London, which doesn't exist. But, you know, they sold like high-end designer brands. And I still worked my way up there. So I, when I was a um, student, I was a shop assistant and then become the store manager. And when I finished school, they asked me if I want to join them on buying trips. Because obviously I was like really into fashion. So I said, yeah, sure. I joined them on the buying trip and then they offered me a job as a buyer for the boutique. So that's my first buying job, which is quite unconventional to a lot of people. Because I never was trained in like a big corporate. And then after that, I was headhunted to go to Crawford in Hong Kong, and Selfridges in London, and then my Teresa. So I kind of learned on the job the whole way. Which I think is, is kind of the way that I feel like so many people I've interviewed on this show, like 
it's unconventional. A lot of the times you don't go to school for one thing and follow that traditional no, path. Yeah. I feel like a lot of people fall into the things that they love and that point of difference is what makes you different. Yeah, I guess so. But I mean, I do love fashion through and through. So I think that's, yeah. that's why I could learn on the job because I was interested in you know, what it has to offer. And, and to my surprise, I was interested in the business side of things. And then, you know, I stuck with it and, you know, learned my ropes from the owner at the time and then kind of just progressed there. And I, I think I always found something that's enjoyable. And I think it's very rewarding when you see things that's working for you. And then I kind of just moved into business that I believed in. And, and here I am in my Teresa on my seventh year. <laughs> oh my God, seven years already? Yeah, six and a half. It's very, it's, wow. it's pretty Congratulations. Long. Thank you. That's an incredible yeah. feat. I, you know, I think it's rare. I feel like our generation, you know, people move jobs a lot. People are, it's kind of always a rotating door. So anytime yeah. I hear someone who's been at a job for a long time, I'm like, congrats. That's an amazing feat. You know, if I'm trying to go more sexy, if that one sexy thing sold, I know I can do more sexy things. If that makes sense. If I know one chunky sweater sold in bright blue, I know maybe I can try other bright colors in chunky sweaters or maybe people like color. So I think it's more things like that, that you kind of have to pick it up and you have to be pretty sharp and pretty reactive when you come to like, you know, trying to expand the horizon of the product that you're offering. And the My Teresa buyer like loves fashion. In yes. my mind. Yes. Like they, they are diehard fashion people. They love they designer. Do. They love to go for like the out there looks, which is why I think your curation is always very like it's the pieces in the runway like that aren't basic, aren't everyday. Like it's the pieces that make you stand out. Yeah, no, 100 percent. I mean, don't get me wrong. We still buy that white T-shirt from like a certain right. T-shirt brand which is wardrobing and it's important, it's essential. But when it comes to runway and exciting pieces, our buyers definitely love their fashion. They're super including. And like, if it doesn't excite us, the likelihood is that it won't excite our clients. So it's very important when we see something, we're like, oh my God, I love this. Because if we don't love it. I also think you're spot on there because there are so many things that I've bought from my Teresa because I've seen them on your Instagram. And you're an incredible fashion content creator. Your photos are next level beautiful. Thank you. It's always just so precise, so detailed. And you're always showcasing kind of the best things that I'm assuming you think that we want because every time you post something, I want to buy it. (laughs) Thank you. I'm glad I'm selling. Yes, you are definitely selling. And you know, it's just such an interesting mold, I think, for the time that they're in right now to, for me, love a retailer and then also love its buyer for the way that they're curating their Instagram. It's just a really cool overlap that I don't think we've ever gotten to experience before. I would love to hear a little bit about your kind of journey on Instagram, especially because I'm sure it's a platform where it's allowed you to find a lot of brands that you've brought on to my Teresa. Yeah, actually. And sometimes like, it's a great way to communicate in a less kind of corporate way to talk to people. Yeah. So it's very useful and nice. I actually started Instagram very late. I always had the account, never really did anything. I guess I got a little bit of traction from street style back when street style was the thing. Queen of street style, by the way, everyone. Queen. Absolute queen. <laughs> Thank you. I just posted my street style pictures and then and then my fashion week looks and then I guess it kind of got more and more 
attention. And then also because we obviously have a lot of people who are like influencers or like-minded people who love the same things. And, you know, back in the days, maybe I make new friends at a gig or a party. And I think this is also a great way to meet like-minded people, regardless of what they do, you know? And I do find like obscure small designer. It doesn't mean that I stock them for my Teresa, but, you know, it's also a great way to see what's like trending, what's new out there, things that I might not see in a conventional setting of fashion week or a trade show, because not everyone has the means or, or the, the avenue to do that. And like a lot of times when I find a new brand, this is kind of how I track the progression. Like what else have they created? You know, how has the brand expanding? And then it's also a great way for me to reach out to people. I think back in the days when Instagram don't exist, you rely on publication, newspaper, and like people sending you email. And you go to trade shows, you go to fashion week, and you scan through all the shows. Very analog. Yeah. Yeah. And then you look at Vogue.com. And if it doesn't exist on any of those channels, you never see them. I think, you know, I'm from London. So we were lucky we have like a fashion council that supports a lot of like small obscure brands. But, you know, sometimes you can't see all of them because you're really busy then you don't get to see anything so like instagram is a great way to find new things even when you don't have time this episode is brought to you by Waterdrop, the new go-to hydration brand i'm currently on the road for the next month which means i am out of my routine and especially my water drinking routine with back-to-back meetings and shows it is just so easy to forget And drinking water is so important, especially when we travel. It helps our bodies function properly and keeps our minds sharp. Not drinking enough can actually lead to a number of annoying symptoms like loss of concentration, headaches, and so many more. We all know that you feel better when you drink water, but sometimes we need that encouragement, which is why I love Waterdrop because they just have the perfect solution that encourages you to drink more water, but also in a sustainable way. Waterdrop is a small and convenient effervescent cube that adds flavor, vitamins, and even caffeine to your water. It's easy to use on the go. With a wide range of flavors from berry to fruity, citrus to herbal, drinking water has just become super easy now. I really like the vibe flavor. It's refreshing with golden berry, rosemary, and peppermint. But if you're not sure, you can get the value set with all the flavors. I really love that sustainability is at the core of their mission, especially when I'm on the go. I want to avoid plastic bottles. Their packaging uses 98% less plastic and CO2 emissions than pre-bottled beverages. And they collaborate with international organizations like the Plastic Bank to have plastic bottles collected from the environment. Their micro drinks use 98% less plastic than plastic bottles and are completely recyclable. To reduce single-use plastic bottles too, they also offer some gorgeous glasses and steel bottles in lots of amazing designs. Whether you're working from your home or office or like me on the go, Waterdrop is honestly so easy to use. Just one drop of the micro drink cube in your bottle, wait a few seconds, and bam, you got a delicious drink that keeps you hydrated. Try Waterdrop and enjoy the benefits of drinking more water. Head to the Waterdrop website and get a 15% off discount for listeners of the podcast. You can browse their large collection of micro drinks, glass and steel bottles, carafes, glasses, and more. Use code FRIEND at checkout. Before I left for my trip, I was on a major health kick. I was working out every day. I've been eating super healthy, and I've been super cognizant of what I'm putting in my body. I recently started using a French-inspired beauty supplement and skincare brand called Reservage, and it is definitely a must-add to your health routine. Reservage supports and promotes beauty from inside out and outside in. They just newly relaunched with an eye-catching, bold new look, and they aim to provide women of all ages and backgrounds with science-backed, proven products that support radiant health, well-being, and natural beauty. With self-care as a starting point, Reservage is redefining their approach to beauty with a holistic mindset, a purpose-filled vision, 
and product innovation driven by the evolving needs of women through every age and stage of their life. Using Reservage was truly a highlight to my health kick, and I can't recommend it enough. Some of my favorite products include their entire skincare line, featuring their proprietary micro-encapsulated copper peptides, powerhouse antioxidant that maximizes the appearance of smooth and supple skin from head to toe. As I've mentioned before on this podcast, I've been having bad skin over the past couple months, and my skin has truly never looked better. If you're on the go, you have to try their collagen candy. With just one stick pack, you can get your daily dose of collagen peptides and revitalizing skin nutrients. But my favorite product of all time is their award-winning Reservatrol. It's made to support healthy heart function, cellular health, and help activate the longevity gene, giving you the protection and immunity boost you need to stay healthier longer. You can get 30% off your first product order at Reservage.com with the code FRIEND30. Again, that's code FRIEND30 for 30% off your first product order at Reservage, R-E-S-E-R-V-E-A-G-E.com. Now let's get back to the show. A few fashion lightning round questions. What is a brand that you are very into right now? Max Zabotram because I've bought so much. Uh, it's like yes. one of the only brands that I've bought a lot and different type of things from. Because a lot of brands I buy here and there. And I mean, I've seen next season Jackmas. It's like amazing as well. Since I know you're a yeah. fan, I don't share what it is, but I've seen it for next season and it's to die for. Oh, I can't wait. What's a trend <laughs> that you love right now? You know what? I'm waiting for the next new thing. Me too. I'm kind of feeling like there's nothing that I'm obsessed with right now. Yeah, I feel like I've tried everything at the moment. I mean, you know, there are still things I'm sporting. And then I think the micro right. mini trend is definitely going up. Oh, you know what I'm quite obsessed with right now is the Chambon Gautier collection. And I also yes. went to Couture. I see that everywhere. Yeah. And then we're having something exciting coming up towards the end of the year. So that I feel like is, you know, everyone's talking about Y2K. And I think there is nothing more iconic than the original. I mean, obviously, he's way before Y2K. But I think a lot of his pieces really represent that era. I was actually talking to my team about trend presentation for SS23. I was like, it's like everything is just Gwen Stefani from No Doubt. Everything. (laughs) And the uh, undertone of all of it feels like that. Exactly. So I think what Shampoo Gautier is doing as a brand and also all the exciting collabs they're doing is really fun. And also Y Project, because I'm obsessed with the Y Project Shampoo Gautier collab. Oh, I have to check that out. I haven't seen it. It's so hot. It's that booby dress that Bella wore. It's not online yet. Being oh, delivered. yes, 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 yes. Yeah, yes. so that's okay. a collab. We'll keep an between, eye out for it. Yeah, so Glenn Martin did the couture for last season's Gautier and also did a collab on his own collection. So there's a lot of those like trumpet print, like, you know, the celebration of female form, that kind of thing. It's really good. What's one thing you think every person needs in their closet? Just one thing. <laughs> I mean, like I can't I live with one thing. Tap. What's an essential that every person should have in their closet? A perfect pair of jeans. Whichever yes. style it is that is right for the time. Because like there will be like six months. You only wear that one pair of jeans and that's the perfect fit. And then like another six months, it would be a completely different fit. So it's really not one pair, but you need to find that perfect pair every six to 12 months, I think. 
right now I'm really feeling like a mid-rise kind of baggy jean. Exactly. Low-rise is not my like favorite style, but a mid-rise because I feel like we were in a high-rise for a really long time. Yeah. Now I'm just kind of like in this like mid-rise baggy jean that I absolutely Slouchy. love. And it's, they're just so comfortable. Exactly. Slouchy, Slouchy. With like a little crop top. Feels great. 100%. Heels, flat shoes, flip-flop, everything goes. What are two brands that you wish would collab? Oh, if I say it, it might happen. And if I don't get it, I'll be sad. <laughs> okay, so again, the fashion fortune teller here. Uh, Nervous about predicting the future of fashion. Yeah, what two brands think it has to be like impossible that it will never happen. And it will be kind of epic if it did happen. Chanel or Hermes. Ooh. Yeah. <laughs> like a crossover, da- like a crossover dad sandal. Or like a matzo, let's say Birkin. Yes, that's fine. It would like never happen. So then we can never. just dream. <laughs> I would love to see a tweed Birkin. That's be very, that would be very cool. Yeah, there's like so much on both brands that could just be something kind of epic or like completely wrong. And because it would never happen. So I'm just going to put it out there. <laughs> that's fine. I actually think that's great. That's super. I feel like people always will like give like a low and a high end, but I love the mix of the double high end. I'll take it. Yeah. You know, it's like Versace and Fenty. Why not? Yes. A lot of people had a lot of hate for that. People were like, why? This is so pointless. And I was like, it's fun. Yeah. I mean, it's fashion, right? Well, I mean, they're great it's friends fashion. and they want to do something together. Let them. I, I don't see why not. It's fashion I totally is- agree. It's something about, it's about enjoyment and pleasure, right? It's, I mean, yes, it's partly functional, but, you know, high fashion is always about visual pleasure and like owning something that makes you so happy because I can live happily in my track pants in the same white t-shirt for like the next six months. I won't die. It's fine. (laughs) But I'll be very bored and there'll be no pleasure. So, you know, I think I think people need to not take fashion so seriously. A hundred percent. Serious when it comes to buying, but not so serious when it comes to shopping. No, you have to put on what makes you feel good. Mm-hmm. No matter what. No matter yeah. what. If you feel silly, okay, that's fine. Yeah, exactly. For people listening right now who are inspired by your story and might want to get into buying, what is your best piece of advice? Don't afraid to put in a little bit of hard work because it will all be worth it. It's just very tough at the beginning and it all be rosy afterwards. You see the exciting things. Thanks for tuning in to this week's episode of Friend of a Friend. Before you go, make sure to rate, review and subscribe to the podcast on Apple Podcasts, Spotify and at tiermedia.com. And for more behind the scenes of the show, visit us at friendofafriend.us and follow me at Liv Perez on Instagram. Don't forget the two Bs. See you next week. Please note that this episode may contain paid endorsements and advertisements for products and services. Individuals on the show may have a direct or indirect financial interest in products or services referred to in this episode.